that comes right from the scriptures. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? He that hath a clean heart, amen, a pure spirit, amen. God, let us be those individuals this weekend. I trust you've come to consecrate yourself, amen. Welcome to camp. This is our first service. I trust you've come expecting. We're going to have a wonderful weekend, amen. I want to sing with you number 926. Aren't you tired of living underprivileged? Bruised and battered by sin, it's time to arise. I trust we have been. Amen. Let's sing this together as we just prepare our hearts for the ministry of the word. Aren't entangled with heavy chains of captivity?
Rebecca Byrne, Prison I Dwelt. Once like a bird in prison, I felt there was no freedom from my thought. I felt wounded when Jesus came and listened to me. With the Lord in God, He set me free. Oh, yes, He set me free. Yes, He set me free. He brought the bonds of prison. atmosphere of victory and worship. We do have a request from our brother Emmanuel. Let's just ask if we would please continue to remember Sister Monique in prayer as her body is still healing from the stroke she had on Monday night. Let's remember Sister Monique tonight together. Amen. Brother Anthony, could you just come please and open the service for us in a word of prayer if you would please. Amen. If there's a need on your heart, maybe you just want more of God. We know he sees every heart. We just trust that God will meet your need. Amen. Tonight we don't have to wait for Saturday night for Sunday morning. Amen. God's here answer our needs. And God bless you. Thank you, Anthony. 
Lord Jesus, we are so thankful, God, that you've given us this another opportunity, Lord, for a winter camp, oh Jesus. Oh God, there are very special moments, oh Jesus. Oh God, remembering many years ago, oh God, when you came by my way at a winter camp, oh Jesus. And from that time, I can say I've never been the same. Oh God, though toils may come and snares may come, oh God, but through it all you have seen me through, oh God. Oh Jesus, if there's one tonight, oh God, or this weekend that doesn't know you, oh Jesus, may they have that experience with you, oh Jesus, that they have that tie post, oh God, that they can look back and say, from that time I've never been the same, oh Jesus. Oh God, where your presence this weekend just go through, oh God, touching lives, touching souls, oh Jesus. Oh, for an eternal work, oh Jesus. Oh, God, for this prayer request for our sister Monique, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, you've already been doing a work in her body, oh, Jesus. We ask that you just continue, oh, God, to heal her, oh, God. Oh, God, that you would raise her up for your glory, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, for our brother Andrew Glover who comes tonight, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, speak through him, oh, God, that he would step out of the way, oh, God, that he would allow himself to be used as a vessel for you, oh, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit would speak through him, oh, God. Anoint our ears that we would hear, oh God, that we would yield ourselves to you, oh God, as your servant has yielded himself, oh Jesus, oh, coming to this camp in this time, oh Jesus, oh, may your Holy Spirit just take control, oh God. We give it to you, oh Jesus. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Revis has a special for us. Why don't you just go ahead and come at this time, Brother Andrew? I don't think we'll have another song. Uh, but maybe you could just shake the hand of the brother or sister next to you and say, God bless you like you mean it. God bless you. I'm so grateful to be a part of the family of God, aren't you? Amen. Go ahead and have your seats. Brother Andrew's going to sing for us. We do have an announcement just regarding the schedule for the weekend. Registration is tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock, and there will be a dinner for the campers at 6 o'clock. There's no service tomorrow night. It's just some time for the campers to spend together. Services will start Friday evening, and then the Sunday morning service will be for all of the congregation. There's not going to be a service here at the church, and that is at 1030 on Sunday morning. So God bless you. We hope to see all of you there who can make it. Ready, Brother Andrew? God bless Well, I've seen all this world I want to see And things down here ain't got no change on me I'm not worried about the future because I know That he's ready to come and I'm ready to go Sit around and cry and sing old songs. 
Let's invite our brother Andrew, and as he comes, let's just sing, When the Redeemed are gathering in. Amen. Amen. Washed like snow, free from all sin, how we will shout. Some of you that maybe don't make a lot of noise in church, I'm going to enjoy listening to you really cut loose on the other side. Amen. Let's enjoy our worship this evening. I'm thinking of the rapture. Oh, I am thinking of the rapture.
wonderful presence of the Lord this evening. It's nice to see you all out. We have a, an alumni here, and uh, Josh and Aaliyah, we welcome you. Josh, when he moved away, I said, well, I said, I didn't really care for that, but I said, I'll give you a golden key to camp, and anytime we have camp, you're more than welcome, Josh. You're one of us. We love you, and we look forward to having some time at camp. Who's looking forward to camp? Amen. We've got Brother Andrew Glover here, who has accepted the invitation to come and to preach to us once again. I told Brother Murphy, I said, you know, uh, somebody sent me a clip of uh, one of the meetings and at the end, and I think we had a victory wave. And the victory wave, everybody took out their handkerchief or waved their Bible. Murphy ripped off his tie. <laughs> I said, well, I think it's going to even be better than that, Murphy. Yeah, he says, I'm going to rip off my suit next time. I go, whoa. I said, just your jacket. <laughs> But we're going to have a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. And we're going to give God all the glory, honor, and praise. And I trust that you come expecting. Saints of God, this is what we do for our church. We've had camps over 35 years. It's been amazing. And to think that God has, as Brother Anthony prayed, God met this one and met that one and met this one and met that one. And different ones come and different ones go. But the ones that... God gets a hold of. We want to praise him. Amen. Amen. We want to praise him. So we're going to give Brother Andrew Glover total liberty this evening. And we're asking him to just speak whatever God's put on his heart. So I asked him, I said, now I, I have to get the name of, of your church right. And he says, it's simple, Brother Tom. It's Faith Tabernacle. I said, I like that. That sounds lovely. Faith Tabernacle. And Brother Sean Martin's pastor and we're privileged to have Brother Andrew here one more time in this winter camp. God bless you, Brother Andrew. So let's just sing that chorus as we welcome the man of God to the pulpit. here tonight. Amen. I tell you, you might, uh, as bad as you'd hate to do it, miss a winter camp or a summer camp or a special meeting, but that's one meeting you don't want to miss. Amen. We're all looking forward to being, amen, in that meeting in the air when all the redeemed of the Lord of all ages, amen, not just one age or two ages or three ages, but all the host of the Lord will be redeemed and gathered there. What a wonderful time it'll be. Amen. And to think that God sent us a prophet in this generation to tell us we've got reservations there. 
Amen. We've got a spot at the table and no one can take our place. Amen. We're sure looking forward to that. And we say God bless you all this evening. It sure is an honor and a privilege to be here with you all once again. And we thank you, Brother Tom, for the invitation to come and to speak to the people here once again in the meetings and to all the ministry. We say God bless you. And to Brother Biscoe and Sister Biscoe, we send greetings to them and say God bless them. And sure appreciate this assembly and the stand for the message of the hour and the lighthouse that God has raised up here. And amen. It's just a special thing to be a part of this message, isn't it? Amen. To know that you didn't find it, but it found you. Amen. And before we open the word tonight, let's just bow our hearts together for a word of prayer. I know uh, this is the first uh, service of the camp, and maybe you just have something on your heart you're desiring the Lord to do for you in these meetings. He's mindful. He knows all things. So let's just open our hearts to him tonight, dedicate ourselves afresh. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we gather here this afternoon on this Wednesday evening, Father, as we stepped in this building, Lord, we felt more than just a building we were stepping into or just to shake hands with one another. But, Lord, we have felt the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit in this building. And, Lord, we have been taught by your prophet that it takes an atmosphere to do anything. If they're going to have a ball game, there has to be an atmosphere. If there's going to be a a dance, there has to be an atmosphere. If there's going to be a party, there has to be an atmosphere. And, Lord... At the same time, if there's going to be a change in the hearts and lives of people, Lord, it's going to take an atmosphere. So tonight, God, we're surrendering this atmosphere to you, Lord. We're inviting you to come. Take preeminence among us, Lord. You see every heart that's here, every every life that's represented, Lord. They've not come for just another service. We've not come to be seen or to be heard. But, Lord, we've come to lift up the name that is above every name. We've come to lift up the name of Jesus. And at that name, every knee has to bow. Every tongue has to confess. Every demon has to turn loose of its hold upon the lives of your children. Now, Lord, you see these things that you've laid upon my heart. I have no human ability to be able to place them in the hearts of your children. But, Lord, if your spirit comes in the building, you can take these things and make them real to our lives. We pray a special blessing upon this meeting this weekend. Have your way among us. We commit into thy faithful hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do pray. And all the believers says... Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, we want to turn uh, to the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. The book of Ephesians, the first chapter. We want to look in the third verse. And while you're turning there, I do want to bring you greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean Martin, and the saints there at Faith Tabernacle. Uh, Send their greetings to you, Brother Sean said to be sure and greet everyone and the ministers here for him. So we want to do that this evening. And we want to look here tonight in the book of Ephesians, the first chapter, in the third verse. Um, it's a very familiar reading. I know uh, Paul here writing in the third verse of Ephesians 1, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. I like that. He's not blessing us or will bless us, but he hath blessed us. So this was done past tense. Can I say it like this? You're catching up in time with what God done for you in eternity. He hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, if we can also look at one other verse in the book of Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Uh, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. I have a thought here on my heart tonight. And if we can uh, pull a verse here from Hebrews 6 and verse 19, we'll give you our subject and let you be seated. Hebrews 6. Paul here writing again says, which hope we have as an anchor, both sure, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. 
both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil. Amen. I love that, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Amen. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word. As you can be seated here this afternoon, I want to, by the help of the Lord, for just a few moments here to speak to you tonight. And if I title this thought, I want to speak to you on, we are heavenlies in our souls. We are heavenlies in our souls. I have just been uh, meditating and thinking upon some things of the hour and the season and the time that we're living in. And I believe with all of our heart tonight, we can agree that we are living in the age or the time or the season of adoption. Amen. I believe it's the time where God, amen, is positionally placing a bride, amen, in the, in the authority of his word. Now, when we speak of that word adoption, we uh, know that Brother Branham actually preaches a four-part series in 1960, amen, on uh, uh, the, the message adoption. I, I've lost it in my ear totally. Amen. On the message adoption, he breaks that down in four parts. And the first part he preaches is Ephesians parallels Joshua. Then he'll say in the second part, the manifested sons of God. In the third part, he preaches the position in Christ, which is predestinated mystery of his will. And I love that fourth part. He will preach on the adoption or the placing. Now, you all know that the prophet said that your birth is not your adoption. He said you was a son at birth. He said, but your adoption is God positionally placing you in the body, amen, in the specific place, not any place, but a specific place that he himself has designed or ordained for you to be in. Now, as he said that, uh, Ephesians parallels Joshua. We know that Joshua is a book in the Old Testament, right? Amen. And Brother Bram said the book of Ephesians could very well be called the book of Joshua. In the adoption part one, he said, now the book of Ephesians places us positionally in Christ, what they was in the Holy Land. He said, now we are not placed in the Holy Land, but in the Holy Ghost. So we're not being uh, positionally placed in a Holy Land. We are being positionally placed in Christ. Now, how is he doing that? He's doing it by the Holy Ghost, right? In Broken Cisterns, he said, there is no Holy Man. There is no Holy Church. It's a Holy Ghost, not a Holy Church, not a Holy People. It's a Holy Ghost among the people. That's what it is. Amen. Not a Holy Mountain where Peter and them stood. The mountain wasn't holy. He said, but it's the holy God on the mountain that made it holy. That That's good right there if we can leave it there. Amen. That made it holy. Not a holy person. It's the Holy Ghost used in the person is what makes it holy. Not the person. Amen. But the person of the Holy Ghost. It isn't the man. He's just a man born in sin, shaping iniquity, come the world speaking lies. Amen. So the difference is the Holy Ghost. Now, amen. I believe according to what a prophet is taught that we are promised amen. Another Ephesians right? We are promised another Ephesians. According to Revelation 10, according to Malachi 4, Luke 17, and so forth, there has got to come an Ephesians to this. There is promised it, friends. There must come an Ephesian that these sevenfold mysteries of the Word of God must be unfolded. How many believers were living in the hour when those seven mysteries are not being unfolded, but they have been unfolded? Amen. Those mysteries must be unfolded. And it's in the Laodicean age, amen, that this takes place. Now, I love what he says. He says, I believe that we are here. Amen. Amen. It would be one thing for me to tell you that I believe we're here. It'd be another thing for Brother Tom or 
Brother Tim, or one of these ministers to tell you that we're here. Amen. But for a word prophet to make a declaration to this church, amen, that we are here. We are here in another Ephesian. I believe, amen, we are right in the shadows of the coming of the Son of God. Amen. And as Joshua, just before the Ephesians, raised up, so did John the Baptist. Amen. Raised up before the next Ephesian. And we're promised another Ephesians. It's predicted here in the Scripture. Therefore, I think we are living in the Ephesians again. Amen. We are living in the Ephesians again. The book of Joshua and the book of Ephesians, Brother Bram said, are both books of redemption. I'm just laying the foundation, if that's okay. They're both books of redemption. Now, you know that redemption has two parts, right? Amen. Coming out of and going into. He said, first, you have to come out. Some people want to bring the world in with them. Amen. But you've got to come out of the world to enter into Christ. Amen. You have to come out of unbelief to enter into faith. There cannot be one thing in your way to really have genuine faith, you must absolutely leave everything that's contrary to the Word of God behind, amen, to enter into faith. Listen, if you're going to enter into the promises of this message, amen, you've got to leave everything that's contrary to what a prophet is taught, amen, behind you and step forward, amen, by the leadership and the direction of the Holy Ghost into this another Ephesians. The way the book of Ephesians of the Old Testament, Joshua, he said, Moses represented the law could not save no one but grace could and here is Joshua the same word like Jesus amen Jehovah Savior he said now we find that we've come to another Ephesians now I love this because the book of Ephesians is not addressed to the unbeliever it is not addressed to the make believer it is not addressed to the borderline believer but the book of Ephesians is addressed to the believer and when you read Ephesians 1 3 amen you will find that there's two desires there that the believer desires. Amen. The believer desires spiritual blessings. How many believers do we have here tonight? Amen. Then you are desiring spiritual blessings. Amen. And the believer also desires heavenly places. Amen. The believer that's in this another Ephesians that's in the plan of redemption that's been called out of unbelief and into faith, amen, is desiring spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, I'll say it to you like this. The believer's desire is a spiritual desire. Amen. That's why you're here tonight is because you have a desire to be here. That's why you're believing what you're believing because you have a desire, amen, to believe the word that has been sent to you in the age that you're living in. Now, that desire Amen. Did not come from your mother. It did not come from your father. It did not come from your favorite preacher. Amen. But that desire was actually imparted to you. Amen. Before there was one molecule, there was one atom, there was one star, there was one planet. Amen. There was a deposit of a gene seed on the inside of your soul. Amen. It didn't come from the natural blood, but it came from the spiritual blood. Amen. And everything against you, amen, could not stop that seed on the inside of you. Amen from receiving the anointed word when it come to you in the age that you're living in. This is not a natural desire. Amen. This is not a physical desire. Amen. But I'll say it like this. The believer's desire is a spiritual desire. Amen. The believer's desire is a spiritual desire. I love what David says in Psalms 27, 4. He said, one thing have a desire of the Lord and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to 
to inquire in his temple. In Psalms 38 verse 9, David said, Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. In Psalm 63 verse 1, O God, thou art my God. Amen. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. Amen. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Amen. To see thy power and to see thy glory as I have seen it in the sanctuary. Amen. David was not half-hearted. Amen. David was not lukewarm. David was not cold. David was not intellectual. Amen. But David had a desire on the inside of him. Amen. He wanted to see more than a God of wood. He wanted to see more than a God of stone. He was wanting to see a living God. Listen, Cloverdale, we've not gathered here this week. Amen. To talk about what happened 30 years ago or 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago. Amen. But the God that was back there performing has come into this age. Amen. By the message of the hour. And we can say like David, Amen. I want to see thy power. I want to see thy glory. I want to see thy anointing. Amen. Anybody want to see him? Amen. I want to see him heal the sick. I want to see him save the lost. I want to see him give the Holy Ghost. I want to see somebody, amen, catch a real revelation of this mission. Listen, if there is a desire in our heart to see it, amen, then there is a God in heaven, amen, to perform, amen, the desires of our heart. Oh, there's a hunger, there's a desire, amen, it does my heart great joy to announce to you, amen, that our God can make desires a reality. Can make desires a reality. Listen, if you come in this room tonight with a desire, you don't have to leave with it. You can leave with the reality of what you desire. If you come here desiring an answer, amen, there's an answer in the room. If you come here desiring a miracle, there is a miracle in the room. If you come here desiring deliverance, amen, there is a deliverance in the room. Listen, we're not serving some old doty grandpa, amen, that's off on a vacation somewhere, but he's right here tonight and he's robed in the past of his resurrection and he's here to perform the good promise of his good word. Our God can make desires realities. Our God can make desires realities. See, before there can be a creation, there has to be a creator to create the creation. And as long as you are thirsting for somewhere to touch, there is a fountain open somewhere, amen, that you can touch because it has to be, amen, something's created that in you. Listen, if there was no Bible to tell us Still, it would have to be a reality because there's something in you that the creator has created. Oh, glory to God. There's something in you that the creator has created. Before there can be a desire, there has to be something to fulfill the desire. Listen, before there was a fin on a fish's back, there was a water for that fish to swim in. Come on. Amen. Before there was a tree growing up on the earth, there was an earth for that tree to grow out of. You all know Brother Bram tells that the young boy, amen, they took him out back, amen, at school, and he's out there eating the, the pencil off of a, or the rubber eraser off of a pencil. They took him home, right? And they took him there, and he goes outside, amen, and he starts eating the, uh, the rubber off the bicycle pedal. Listen, let me ask you this. What school did that boy go to to know that there was sulfur in that eraser? What school did that boy go 
to to know that there was sulfur in that bicycle pedal. Amen. He didn't have a human knowledge of it. Amen. But there was a deep calling to the deep. There was a deep in his soul. Amen. That was calling for sulfur. Listen, you don't know how you got here. Amen. And we really ain't going to try to figure it out. We just know you made it. Amen. We don't know how everything lined up. Amen. To bring you together under this ministry. Amen. At this time in this season. Amen. But God who sits high and looks low has performed what his word said he would do. Listen, he didn't have an education, but he had a cry. He didn't have an understanding, but he had a craving for sulfur. And there was a sulfur somewhere for him to receive. It's our heart's desire, amen, to know the reality. Amen. Where is that desire? That desire is not in your flesh. That desire is not just in your spirit. Amen. But that desire is coming from your soul. There is a desire that's greater than your flesh. There is a desire that's greater than your spirit. I know we might as well preach or hear. Amen. There is a desire, amen, in your soul, amen, that sin cannot take away. There is a desire in your soul that trouble cannot destroy. There is a desire in your soul that there ain't enough negative days and hours of depression and nervousness and anxiety, amen, to destroy the craving that's in your soul. It's because that craving didn't come from a man. That craving come from Jesus Christ and our God is a God of reality. And I say to you, spiritual blessings, amen, are a reality. Heavenly places are a reality. Now in the adoption series, I, I'm trying to lay a foundation. Y'all's preaching me. Amen. In the adoption series, Brother Bram scribes a spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He said heavenly places. Now, you're not just out anywhere. Amen. But in heavenly places, see, we are assembled in heavenly. He said it means that's the position of the believer. So the believer's position is heavenly places. See that if I'm prayed up and you're prayed up or the church is prayed up and we're ready for the message and we have assembled ourselves together as saints. Listen, you didn't stumble here tonight. Amen. There was something greater than you drawed you here. Amen. You didn't stumble into Cloverdale. Amen. There was something greater. Amen. Than your flesh. Greater than your spirit. Amen. There was a seed on the inside of your soul. And it was connected to a name that is recorded in the Lamb's book of life from before the foundation of the world. And that has drawn you to where you are. We are called together. We are assembled together. We are filled with God's blessings. We are called elected set together in heavenly places now. Now watch what he says. We are heavenlies in our souls. Amen. We are heavenlies in our souls. Amen. Somebody say that with me. We are heavenlies in our souls. Notice he didn't say we are heavenlies in our spirit. Amen. Or we are heavenlies in our body, but we are heavenlies in our soul. Now you know as well as I, amen, that you are a triune being. You are just like Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You got a body, you got a spirit, and you got a soul. Amen. I'm on priest tonight. You got a body, you got a spirit, and you got a soul. And the prophet identified, amen, that we are. We're not going to be. We not were. We not might be. We might accidentally stumble into it. Amen. But we are heavenlies in our soul. I say that with divine authority. We are heavenlies in our souls. I'm going to go ahead and preach to you tonight. Amen. And then he says this, our spirits has brought us into a heavenly atmosphere. You are a 
triune being. You are a body, you are a spirit, and you are a soul. Amen. You you know there's three kinds of believers in every church, right? Amen. There's three kinds of believers in every believer. Amen. Your body, which is your flesh, is an unbeliever. It won't ever believe. It works against you. It torments you. It reminds you of all your faults, reminds you of all your failure. Listen, I guarantee you, your body don't want to be here tonight. Amen. If your body had its way, you wouldn't be sitting there on that pew. You wouldn't be taking notes. You wouldn't be singing songs and praising God if your body had its way. Amen. Because your body's an unbeliever. Amen. Now let's move into that spirit realm. Amen. The spirit is a make-believer. If your favorite song's being sung, you can shout with the best of them. If your favorite preacher's in town, you can shout with the best of them. Amen. If everything's going good, nobody's sick, nobody's broke. Amen. No trouble in the church. Man, Brother Tom, we can shout our shoe heels off. Amen. But let us get a bad doctor's report. Let us hear some negative little something. Amen. And it'll take our spirit from the mountains. Amen. Into the lows of lows. Amen. That spirit's up one day and that spirit's down the next. Amen. But I didn't come to talk to your body. And I didn't come to talk to your spirit. Amen. But I come to tell you. Amen. The reason why you're still here is because you got a soul on the inside of you. And that soul has come predestinated from almighty God. And there ain't no devil can give you up. There ain't no devil can cause you to turn back. There ain't no devil there ain't enough dark days and lonely nights and trials and tribulations and persecutions. We are heavenlies in our souls. Oh, glory to God. We are heavenlies in our souls. Well, I feel like preaching here for a second. We are heavenlies in our souls. Now, you know as well as I know when you got here, amen, maybe your body didn't want to cooperate. But you know the reason why that you're feeling better now is because you are heavenlies in your soul. You are feeling better now because you are heavenlies in your soul. See, you came in here and your body didn't feel like it and your spirit might have been lower than a snake's belly. Amen. But you knew that there was a purpose in coming to the house of God. You knew if I just get in there and start raising my hands and start clapping and hearing the songs. Amen. Before long, I'll have a breakthrough. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. And you come in here and your soul was in revival when you was getting ready. Amen. Your soul was in revival when you pulled on the parking lot. When you come in here, your soul was in revival. But that spirit, Brother Marco, it might have been pretty low. Amen. That first song. Amen. It wasn't very high. Then the second song, it moved up a little bit higher. Amen. Then the prayer began to be prayed and it moved up another rim. You know what's happening? Your soul is pulling your spirit into a heavenly atmosphere your soul is pulling your spirit into a heavenly atmosphere amen now we got the soul in the heavenlies amen now the spirit is being drawn by the soul into a heavenly atmosphere what about that old body what about that old flesh of ours that old flesh said I'm not going to raise my hands I'm not going to say amen I'm not going to clap I'm not going to rejoice amen but the soul and the spirit beat the flesh amen before long your soul is in the heavenlies your spirit was in a heavenly atmosphere and that old stinking rotten flesh that wasn't going to cooperate begin to say hallelujah and amen and thank you Jesus you see what's happening amen you are heavenly
heavenlies in your soul. You're not just in a church service. You're not just in another winter camp. You are in another Ephesians where the power of the Holy Ghost is lifting you out of the things of the world. It's lifting you out of the situations of your life and setting you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus filled with spiritual blessings. We are heavenlies in our souls. Our spirit has been brought into a heavenly atmosphere. See, then what could happen if we could be sitting here in a heavenly atmosphere and the Holy Spirit moving every heart that's been regenerated and become a new creature in Christ Jesus? All sins are under the blood in perfect worship with our hands lifted up to God and our hearts lifted, sitting in heavenly places, worshiping together in heavenly places. Did you ever sit in one? Oh, I've sat till I would weep for joy and I would say God never let me leave here just heavenly places in Christ Jesus now watch this when you finally break into those heavenly places amen you're not just there roaming around and wondering but there's actually blessings there amen for you to possess amen he says blessing us with what amen divine healing foreknowledge, amen, revelation, visions, powers, tongues, interpretation, wisdom, knowledge, amen, all the heavenly blessings. Listen, I don't know about you, but I love this one. In these heavenly places, under this heavenly atmosphere, is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Every heart is filled with the Spirit walking together, sitting together in heavenly places. Oh, the devil hates this, Brother Michael. Amen, not one evil fall among us. Amen. Not one cigarette smoked. Not one short dress. Not one this, that, or the other. Not one evil fall. Nobody got anything against nobody. Everybody speaking in love and harmony. Amen. Everybody working in one accord in one place. Then suddenly amen there came from heaven a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. See he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Amen. Can we preach tonight? Amen. You're in a warfare right now. Amen, but don't back up. Amen, you're in a battle right now, but don't back up. You're, you're warring against that flesh. You're warring against that spirit. Amen, but there's a soul in there, and that soul is screaming out, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a soul in there that's screaming out, if he did it before, he can do it again. There's a soul in there that's screaming out, if God be for us, it don't matter who be against us. Now, every one of you here tonight, according to a prophet, amen, you are a two-fold being. You realize that every born-again son, daughter of God is a two-fold being. You see, the prophet said, if you got the Holy Spirit in you, then you are a candidate for association with the unseen world. If you got the Holy Ghost, you are a candidate for association with the unseen world. Amen, I'm going there this weekend, unseen world. Amen, amen, you've got the Holy Ghost, you are a candidate with association with the unseen world. Listen, your first birth made you a candidate to associate with the natural earth, you see. Everything going around you, everything going wrong. Amen. The flesh man constantly is in fellowship with that dimension. But the prophet said, no wonder people can't believe in these things. They've never come in contact with it. But when the Holy Spirit, amen, comes into the heart, amen, quickly he becomes then a twofold being. He is one of the earth to 
die and one of the heaven to live. In his body, he's still subject to death, but in his soul, he has passed from death unto life. In his body, he has earthly contact with his five senses. In his spirit, he has a contact with God through the Holy Ghost. And the angels of God visits them and speaks with them. And they are messengers sent from God to reveal and to bring the messages from God to the individual. I propose to you tonight, church, we need the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To come into this meeting tonight. We need the leadership of the Holy Ghost to come into this camp this weekend without the Holy Ghost. Amen. You put that leadership of the Holy Ghost aside and the church is nothing. Amen. But the world with God's name attached to it. The world and the church are all of the same lump, just like Jacob and Esau, of the same parents. Amen. But the Spirit of God makes the difference. Amen. The Spirit of God makes the difference. Amen. Not the Spirit on your flesh. Not just the spirit in your spirit. Amen. But the spirit coming into your soul. Amen. And sealing that soul until the day of your redemption. Whatever your spirit is moves you and you are motivated by a spirit. Can I preach to you? If Jesus Christ is on the Christian, the believer, no wonder he's a peculiar person. No wonder there's something moving in him because God is in him. The spirit of Christ is motivating him and he has to move as the spirit moves him. See, you can imagine John walking down there and say oh that's alright this is alright as long as the spirit of Elijah was on him he acted like Elijah when you take these people that goes off now starts off and says oh I'm going to be a Christian and they start off alright first thing in about six months they start going back start this way that way you can tell right then that the anointing is leaving them for as long as the spirit of Christ is in you it'll make you Christ like listen friends it's not enough for the anointing just to be upon you. It's not enough for the anointing just to be around you. Amen. But the anointing has got to be in you and you have got to be in the anointing. The anointing has got to be in you and you've got to be in the anointing. Paul says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Brother Kent, and behold, all things are become new. Amen. Paul also says, amen, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Amen. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? What is Christ? Amen. Christ is the anointing. Amen. So if you be in the anointing, you are a new creature. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. And if the anointing is in you, Cocor, if the anointing is in you, then you will be a living, walking billboard of the manifestation of the revelation of the hour that you're living in. I say to you tonight, friends, all hell can't stop it. The devil in hell can't stop it. Amen. The prophet said when Jesus Christ comes in you, he quickens every word to make it live. He said, now see, he can anoint you. Amen. For every blessing that's in the Bible. When you get in the anointing and the anointing gets in you, then he can anoint you for every blessing that's in the Bible. You say every blessing? Every blessing that's in the Bible has got your name on it. Every blessing that's in the Bible is waiting for your footsteps. Amen. Of possession. Amen. To step upon those promises.
Yes, sir, Christ has come into the body and the body has come into Christ. Now, you know the prophet says that Christ is the mystery of God revealed, right? Amen. Now, he says it like this. God, amen, or rather Christ reveals himself as the mystery of God in a threefold manner, right? He said, now, what is the first fold? I'm going somewhere. He said, the first fold is he reveals himself. He said, then the second fold is that he takes preeminence in a body by the revelation of himself. Then the third fold is by the revelation of himself, having preeminence in a body, he will lead that body back to the Garden of Eden, amen, condition again. Listen, without this message, we are a helpless, hopeless, denominational, religious bunch of people without a direction to go, without a vision for the future, without a hope for tomorrow, but because the mighty angel has descended into this generation by the opening of the word, we are in divine position tonight, amen, not to go into another age, not to go into another day, but to go into the future home. We are in position by the revelation of the word for our bodies to be changed. Yes, sir. Amen. I want to say this with everything within me. The seventh angel's ministry, amen, was different from the pastor. It was different from the evangelist. He said, my ministry is to declare him. He is here. Who are you saying is here, preacher? I'm saying Christ is here. I'm saying the anointing is here. I'm saying the revelation of the word is here. I'm saying the God which was and the God which is and the God which shall be. He is here. I'm saying the God that walked on water is here. I'm saying the God that raised the dead is here. I'm saying the God, amen, that brought Goliath down to the feet of David has stepped into Cloverdale tonight to bring your giants down to your feet. Well, brother, I don't feel like it. I don't care how you feel. I didn't come to say we're heavenlies in our flesh. I don't care how your body feels. I don't care how your spirit feels. Greater is he that is in your soul than he that is in your flesh against you. Greater is he that is in your soul than he that is in your spirit against you. Come on, you got to get up. You got to shake yourself off. Well, Brother Andrew, there ain't no hope. Amen. What lying devil told you that? Brother Andrew, there ain't no future. What lying devil told you that? According to the seventh angel, Jesus Christ is here. And if he is here, then all things are possible to them that believe. Brother said, I believe we as the people have a perfect, absolutely vindication that Jesus Christ is with us. Amen. In the sound booth there, if it could quit going up and down and just leave, it would be great. Amen. Jesus Christ is with us. He is with us. And so if he's here, how many believes he's here? If he's here, then he's here to answer and to minister to us every blessing that he promised in the word. If he is here, he is here to answer your question. He is here to minister to your need. He is here to anoint you. Amen. For every spiritual blessing that has been predestinated. Amen. To take residency in your soul. Come on, church. Somebody's going to manifest this third pole. Somebody's going to manifest spoken word by cash and power. Somebody's going to manifest the rapture. Somebody's going to manifest the body change. Somebody's going to manifest, amen, the power to overcome 200,000, 000, 000 devils. 
Oh, come on, church. Amen. Who's going to do it? I'll tell you, them pews ain't going to do it. And this wood ain't going to do it. And that carpet ain't going to do it. But the redeemed flesh by the blood of Jesus Christ that is sitting upon those pews tonight is literally going to manifest the authority of the announcement of the personal presence of Jesus Christ that is descended in this age. Devil, get out of here. We know where we're standing. We know what we're believing. We know who we're following. We're not following a dead man. We're not following an idea. We're following Jesus Christ. And he's here. He's here. I said he's here. You say, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say he's here. I don't know how else to say it. He's here. Where is he? He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. He's right there. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying whether your flesh declares it or not, whether your spirit agrees with it or not, there is a revelation, Brother Dan, that is taken to image in your soul. And when your flesh won't declare it and your spirit won't declare it, your soul will scream out, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tell you what's happening in this room, what's happening right here, right now, is people are bearing record and bearing witness of what's going on in another dimension. Right now, in another dimension, there's rejoicing. And right here in this dimension, there's rejoicing. Right now, in another dimension, there's faith. And right here in this dimension, there's faith. You know why? Because Jesus Christ, remember said like this, he said, Jehovah broke his way right into your soul. Oh, God broke his way right into your soul then there's a people here that's not going to be intimidated there's a people here that's not going to be backed up there's a people here that's not going to turn around there is nothing going to move them or nothing's going to shake them from the revelation of the presence of Jesus Christ being here now the gates of hell is against it Brother said what's the gates of hell against The spiritual revelation of Christ being here now. The same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what it's against. See, you see, the whole secret was the revelation. There's where the trouble is. People don't understand the whole church of the living God is built upon spiritual revelation. And when that word comes into you, when that word comes into you, when it comes into your flesh, no. When it comes into your spirit, no. When it comes into the real you, which is your soul. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's discerning the thoughts and the intents of the heart. There's the word coming. The revelation of every word of God is true. Oh, I could preach there all night. The revelation of every word of God is true. See? Hang your soul on any phase of it. The revelation is the truth. I want to tell that devil, ain't nobody going to ain't nobody going to back this bride off of the revelation of the Son of Man in this hour that we're living in. You can line up every devil in hell. You can line up every critic in hell. You can line up every atheist from here to the East Coast, and they will never back the true bride off of the revelation that Jesus Christ is not in a tomb in Jerusalem. He is not in a grave. He is not in a grave in Jefferson. But he's here right now. He's here right now. What's he doing here? He's moving. He's breathing. He's healing. He's delivering. He is here. Hang your soul on it. 
Oh, glory to God. Hang your soul on every phase of this message. I want to go ahead and preach here for a second. That devil needs to know there's some people here that's hanging their soul on every word a prophet spoke. Well, brother Andrew, we got a nitpick. Amen. I'll tell you what that does. People say, well, you got to be careful what parts of the message you take and what parts you don't because some things are passing comments. And some, let me just go ahead and say, this ain't a buffet. This ain't a buffet. This ain't a take what you leave and take what you won't leave what you don't. Amen. This is a full word body of the Son of Man. And if you're going to have strength to overcome the devil, you have got to start eating from the bread of his presence of the revelation he is here. Hang your soul on it, church. Let the soul, amen, become the guide to your spirit. Let the soul become the guide to your body. The soul of him said, of the spirit that controls the spirit that controls the body. I love what Paul says. He said, the very God of peace sanctify you holy. Amen. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it dwell in you, then he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. If you live after the flesh, you're going to die. But if you let the spirit of the Holy Ghost take the control tower of your soul, then from that soul, it's going to mortify the deeds of the flesh. And your body is going to come subject whether it wants to or not. I'm going to preach that devil back to hell where he come from. You can sit there and watch me. Whether your body wants to or not, whether your spirit wants to or not, amen, there's a soul in here. And that soul has come predestinated from God. And that soul's got an authority upon it. It's got a power upon it. And whether the body wants to or not, amen, that body's going to come subject to the word. If the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, has that ever dawned on you that Jesus' body laid in a grave, amen, for three days? Amen, that spirit went in that grave, got in that body, and raised it up to life again. And a prophet said, that's the same spirit. That's the same spirit that went in the tomb of Lazarus and pulled him out of the grave. That's... Brother Silas, that's the same spirit that stopped the funeral procession for the widow of Nain's son. You know what happened? That soul has got to get some quickening power in it. What does quickening power mean? It means when it comes in your body, it brings your whole body subject to it. To what? The Word of God, if it's in you. If it's in you, it brings your whole body subject to the Word of God. I'm talking about the Creator. That before there was a desire, there was a creator to create the desire. Then the same creator that created the wind, created the waves, created all of nature, is the same creator of your body. Oh, that devil's fighting me right now. I, I know that devil. Amen. That's the same creator of your body. And the prophet said, if the creator stood on the rail of the boat and said, peace be still to the wind, and it calmed down. He said, peace be still to the rain, and it ceased to fall. He said, peace be still, and the clouds went back in their place. He said, that same creator has got creation authority over your body, and your body will have to obey the command of the creator. 
You say, he makes our body obey. Oh, yes, he does. I believe we have jurisdiction over that. He said, then you're not fully surrendered. If you're trying to make your own body obey it's your own confession or your own self without the Holy Ghost, then your body, amen, is not under the jurisdiction of the Holy Ghost. But if the soul has received, I hope this is okay. If the soul has received the Holy Ghost, amen, then the body will come subject to the Word. Can I read you a few of these? When this body receives the Spirit of God, the immortal life inside of you, it throws this body in subjection to God. Hallelujah. There, he that is born of God hath not commit sin. Amen. For his seed remaineth in him. See, it throws your body subject. You don't have to say, oh, if I could just quit drinking, if I could just this, just get in Christ and it's all gone. See, because your body is subject to the Spirit. Just get in Christ and it's all gone because your body is subject to the spirit then if you can get in Christ and cigarette habits can leave and alcohol habits can leave and drug addictions can leave I'm going to preach here for a second and pain medicine addictions can leave well, we might as well preach her here. People say, well, brother, don't preach against that. Amen. I realize we've got to have doctors and we've got to have prescriptions. Amen. But don't let the devil pull a, pull a trick over you and get you addicted to something just because a doctor prescribed it. He'll make a, he'll make a habitual, come on now, he'll make a habitual uh, medicine addict out of you. Listen, I was just the other day in a meeting and a woman, I feel like preacher not here, and a woman for 20 some years, amen, had been addicted to pain medicine. Amen, she got up with it. She went to bed with it. She had it all day long. It affected her mood. It affected everything about her. Brother, I preached to her and I knew she believed, but while I was preaching to her, she'd just sit there and look at me and she'd look around. She'd wave her hand every now and again. But in a meeting the other day, she'd come up for prayer and she said, brother, I want this thing to be gone. And the men of God got around her and began to pray. And she left that prayer line that night in that meeting. And from now, from then till now, she's not taken one pain pill. She's not taken one prescription. The other day I was out preached to her in the meeting. While I was preaching, she had a whole different look on her. What are you saying, Brother Andrew? I'm saying he's still the God of deliverance. He can still come in the church on a Wednesday night and through the word, which is sharper than a two-edged sword. He can discern and decide and find the secret places of our lives. And he can walk right in there and serve an eviction notice upon the demon of pornography. Serve an eviction notice upon the demon of fashion. Upon the demon of us. Come on, church. I believe Jesus Christ is here to serve eviction notice upon sugar diabetes, upon high blood pressure, upon cancer, upon nervousness, upon suicidal spirits. We're not here by the way we feel. We're here by the authority of the word. Then the word has come in the church and the soul has become subject to the word and by the word taking subjection in the soul, that soul, oh my, is making this body come subject to the word. I love this quote, only believe. If you let your faith loose to God's spirit, it will bring your body in subjection to God's redemptive blessing to you. I just love to sit like this and drink in somehow his presence. His word is gone forth. It's fallen into the heart. It corrects us and brings us into subjection to his spirit. How lovely it is just to worship him then. Devil, this is the quote I told you I'd read you. There's very few people that really come up in contact by laying on the hands. My ministry is not that. 
We realize that's a great ministry, laying on of hands. But ministry of laying on hands was a Jewish sign. You know Jairus said, come lay your hands on my daughter and she'll live. But the Roman centurion said, just speak the word. That's all the Gentiles see. Just say the word. And Jesus turned and said, I haven't found faith like that in Israel. See, just speak the word. Because what happened, that Roman knew. Oh, God. That Roman knew that every sickness and disease was subject to his word. Here it is. Now, if you can realize the same, it's all over. Testing one, two. It's still working. If you can realize the same, it's all over. When is it all over? When you can realize. When you can realize the same authority that the Roman centurion recognized when he said, you ain't got to come by my house. Just speak the word. You know why? Because Jesus Christ was there. And the same God that was there at the Roman centurion is the same God in Cloverdale Bible Way tonight. And he's here to speak the word. What are you saying? I'm saying on the first night of this meeting, depression is over. Anxiety is over. Discord is over. Suicidal spirits is over. Depression is over. Come on, church. Amen. You say my flesh don't want to believe it. Your flesh ain't got a choice right now. There's a word in your soul, and the soul is agreeing with the word. Come on, Georgia Carter. Get up out of that bed. Get up out of that bed, Georgia. It's all over. I'm getting way ahead of myself in this weekend, but it's here. It's all over, Georgia. Get up out of the bed. Well, Brother Branham, my mama don't want you to come by. It don't make no difference. Daddy don't want you to come by. It don't make no difference. Are you with me? There was a soul in that girl. Come on. Y'all know I'm preaching to you right now. Either you're going to be the victim or you're going to be the victor. You're either going to be the victim of what's happened to you or you're going to be the victor over what's happened to you. And Georgia Carter was laying in the bed as a victim of an uncle who raped her on the way to piano lessons. Can I preach a second? Who raped her on the way to piano lessons. She didn't even have anything to do with the reason why she laid in a bed. Brother Ray, for nine and a half years, and then down to an infant. Sister Joanne, nothing left of her. Her own mama standing at a window praying, don't let that imposter come by. And Georgia Carter, in that condition, with her own body against her, don't tell me her spirit was high you know her spirit was battling her spirit was low but there was a soul in there there was a soul in there and that soul had a desire to walk again that soul had a desire to play the piano again that soul had a desire to go outside and touch the grass and look at the sun and bless the trees and God who is rich in mercy sent the seventh angel by the way of Carter's to announce to Georgia it's over Georgia but saith the Lord get up out of that bed with all of my heart that Jesus Christ the Son of God that saved me when I was a nine year old boy called me to preach when I was 12 sent me here tonight to tell you it's over 
The word says it's over. I don't care what your flesh says. I don't care what your friend says. I don't care what the critic says. I don't care what the nature says. If the word says it's over, then devil pack your bags because it's over. If the word says that star that has been placed upon your life is over, it's over. Get up, Georgia. Get up, Georgia. He said, preacher, why are you saying that? I got to study that today, Brother Tom, and something struck me. But he said, Georgia Carter. He said, Georgia Carter got up out of that bed. He said, as soon as she got up, she ran outside. A girl laid in the bed for nine and a half years, hadn't walked in all those years, and for the first time, her feet hits the ground. As a healed young lady, she takes off running. Well, don't get mad if we shout a little bit. Don't get mad if we run a little bit. Don't get mad if we rejoice. We've been laying underneath the trauma. We've been laying underneath hurts and disappointments. But God, who is rich in mercy, sent a word to our soul and said, Georgia, get up out of that condition. She got up and she took off running. She ran outside. I love what Brother says. He said she ran outside and she blessed the trees and she blessed the grass. Come on, church. You know the best part about that, this is what struck me, is she started playing the piano again. Come on, church. For nine and a half years, she hadn't touched a key. She hadn't taken a lesson. Where did the lesson come from? Where did the ability to play come from? When the creator steps in the room. When the creator comes on the scene. Hallelujah. When the creator descends into the building. I love this part. You know what she done? She picked up right where she left off. I'm preaching to somebody right now. She picked up right where she left off for nine and a half years. She had been out of position. She had not been playing that piano. But when the creator veiled in the human veil of the seventh angel come to her house and her soul recognized the word and her body agreed with the word, she got up out of the bed and started playing the piano. Well, some of y'all, it's been years since you said amen. It's been years since you waved your hand. It's been years since you danced in the Holy Ghost. It's been years since you broke out into another dimension with God. But I come here tonight to tell you, pick up where the pause was. Pick up. Come on, Georgia. Play the piano again. Believe the message. Preach the word. It's over. The word in your soul. I know what I'm talking about. That devil right now is pushing and he's pushing and he's pushing but I tell you why he's pushing it's because somebody's believing I said somebody's believing somebody right now is believing are you hearing me somebody right now is believing you know what you're doing you're acting like the word you're singing like the word you're preaching like the word you're believing like the word you know why because you're an astronaut Come on, I got, I got an announcement here. This meeting this weekend is spiritual astronauts. Spiritual astronauts. You say, preacher, why are you going there? Because I think that we've got two. When you sweat, it pays to use the right shampoo. 
Are you hearing me? When you realize that you're not here as a horse and buggy driver. You're not here. Come on, church. You're not here as just a little car driver. You're not here as just a little airplane pilot. But a prophet come in 1962 and preaches a message called the countdown. By the time I didn't see this till this morning, but the countdown is a positionally placed message. He said, oh God, thank you for resting our tired bodies and thank you for your word and the understanding we have of the spirit and constantly praying that you'll give us greater understanding so that we might not be a vain, puffed up people by it, but a humble people in order that the Holy Spirit might be able to see us, to fo- that may, might be able to use us in the fulfilling of the word of God. Are you ready? And to place us positionally where we need to be at this hour for we must be at the right place for it to happen we must be at the right place for it to happen listen in order for the horse and buggy to take off amen luther was in the right place in order for the car to gain a much a little bit more power than the horse and buggy and wesley to take off he was in the right place in order for the right brothers to get in a helicopter or an airplane they had to be in the right place amen to break out i'm closing right here to break out into that other dimension of tongues and interpretation and visions and powers they had to be in the right place oh but I hear a prophet say it like this but now look what God's doing with his church we have entered to the age but no more horse and buggy no more automobile no more airplane now there's astronauts oh my this is astronaut age oh what a great thing the horse and buggy was earthbound amen but now we are in an astronaut age and so has the church that's the big swing I can't get over to the people they've settled down for an airplane they've settled down for a horse and buggy but God's got an astronaut age come on church if he's got an astronaut age with an astronaut spaceship with an astronaut anointing with an astronaut power then what good does it do to have all those if you don't have an astronaut but I propose to you tonight that you are not horse and buggy drivers you are not automobile drivers you are not airplane pilots you are predestinated astronauts from almighty God and you're in position in the astronaut in the spaceship and you're listening to the countdown and one of these mornings oh God help me one of these mornings you say preacher what are you getting at I'm saying one of these mornings you're going to go beyond the moon you're going to go beyond the stars what are you saying I'm saying the astronaut is the bride age which is the full manifestation of the bride I really want to read this to you the tree of faith, there's no end to it. You just keep on going. That's the tree we should be on tonight. The tree of life, the tree of faith, not headed towards the moon, headed towards heaven. Headed towards God for the glorious rapture of the Lord Jesus in his presence and his power and his very life out of heaven, not come down and make us join church, not come down even to make us shout, come down, but come down to let his whole life live through us. Here it is, live in the heavenlies. 
Well, I just served eviction notice on every negative devil, every depression devil, every poor, pitiful me, lousy, lousy woo. If it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. I just served eviction notice on them devils. There is a people on the earth who is not just living in the heavenlies on Wednesday night and Sunday morning and camp time, but on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, bad day, good day, sick day, well day. Hallelujah. They are living in the heavens. You know it's the truth. Live in the heavenlies. Come on, astronauts. You're anointed to live in the heavenlies. Carry yourself away till you see things that is to come, which was and shall be. How do you get that? I'm saying the astronaut age is the hour of full restoration. It's the hour when all the blessings has come into the soul and there's, a, there's, a, there's an authority behind those blessings. Now, I just want to say it like this. We are very well aware that Brother Ben preaches countdown and he types it in the four-stage manner, right? Justification, sanctification, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and astronaut, right? Then he comes in 1964 and says, notice here, the life that was in the husk is in the stalk and in the tassel, in the husk, all gathers in the seed. That's why the devil hates you, because all that was in the husk, all that was in the stalk, all that was in the tassel has now come into the seed. You say, preacher, you better be careful. You're preaching four stages. I am, because the prophet did. Brother Bram said there's three stages to a birth. There's four stages to restoration. Listen, if four deaf messengers eat this bride tree down to a stump, then three messengers will not restore it. It'll take four life messengers to restore the tree from the stump back to full bloom again. And the prophet said justification made way for sanctification. And sanctification made way for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But come on, astronauts. I know your body might not feel like it. And your spirit might not feel like it, but your soul is destined for it. Climb on up into that next realm where the Holy Ghost made way for the Holy Ghost itself in the perfection of the Word to come into the church. What are you saying? The Holy Ghost itself is here. What is the Holy Ghost itself? It is a revealer of the written Word and a shower of the things to come. You say, preacher, we can just stay in first pool. We can just stay in second pool. But there is a third pool. The first pool dealt with your flesh. The second pool dealt with your spirit. But the third pool was the opening of the word, which was the releasing of rapture and faith, which was the word taking preeminence in your soul. Come on, church. We're not just a first pool church. We're not just a second pool church. We have broke out in the third pool where the angels of God are visiting with us, where the message is true. I wish I was a preacher right now. It's real, church. It's real. It's more real than I'm standing here. It's more real than the air. I'm about to explode. We are not here alone. The Holy Ghost itself is in this building tonight. He's here, young people. He's here to do more than make you shout. He's here to do more than make you run the aisles. He's here to make you live right. He's here to make you draw your sword and cut every devil's head off. He's here to change your body. He's here. The Holy Ghost is here. He is here. Come on, church. If he knew about your body in the first pool, 
He knew about your spirit in the second pull. Come on, first pull, take the hand, the flesh. Something raises up, here's what it is. Pronounce them well or not well, move the next person. Second pull, go in the spirit. And people love that. Come on, they love that because they love their spirit to get high enough to feel a little better. I love it when he says like this, two pulls making preparation, paraphrasing for a third pull message. I said I was closing, I'm hurrying. Lady, you're very sick. You're nervous, got a stomach trouble, almost nervous breakdown. Did you believe God will heal you? Mary, believe with all your heart, Jesus Christ will give you your desire. Second pull, in the spirit, Mrs. Brian from New York, believe with all your heart, you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. Listen, friends, it's on your lap. Do you believe it? The word making itself manifest. Do you believe Jesus Christ? Can we, can we get a, a congregational amen right here? Do you believe Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? I don't know these people. God is my judge. I don't know these people. Jesus Christ knows them. What will you do with this anointed word? As it was in the days of Sodom, which it shall be in the coming of the Son of Man. Listen, friends. You say, Brother Andrew, I wasn't there under the first pull. I happen to have a great-grandmother who went to the Branham Tabernacle in the 60s, went in the Branham Tabernacle with a, with a breast cancer in her body. When she went in there, the, Brother Branham said like this, he wasn't there. Brother Billy Paul was at the Tabernacle, and my family contacts, they get a hold of Brother Billy Paul, and here comes Brother Branham. He walks in the room, and he says, by the feeling I get, everybody in the room is a Christian. He said, now, sis, let me take your hand and he took her hand and as he takes her hand that that gift is there that sign is there and he said the kind of cancer you have had they operated on you you would not have survived the surgery you would have died on the table he said but Jesus Christ makes you well Jesus Christ makes you well and as you leave here, he turned around and said, now listen, in three days, you're going to be so sick. You're going to feel like you're dying. He said, that's only the cancer leaving your body. Don't you lose your faith. You believe stronger then as you do right now. In three days, she got sick, but she lived another 20 years. You know why? Because under that first pull, it was the truth. Come on, that's just one of a thousand. Let Cloverdale ring it out through the rafters tonight. It was the truth. The first pull was the truth. The sign was in the hand. The vindication behind the sign was there. It was the truth. Come on, let's go another step into that second pull. Mrs. Brian, Mrs. Mary, God makes you well. It's the truth. But I want to leave you with this. He says, if this part is true, then the message I preach is true as well. If the first pull was true, and the second pull was true, then the third pull was true. He said, it's the Holy Ghost itself. Come on, Cloverdale. My soul says yes. My soul says amen. This message is the truth. Every demon, every sickness, every unbelief, every critic, every skeptic, every devil is subject to the word of God in my soul. And the of devils in hell to back me off of it. Oh, somebody shout, it's the truth. Somebody shout, it's the truth. Oh, it's the truth. Come on, church, I'm talking to you. Oh, right there. 
Thank you, Jesus. Right there, did you see what happened? Amen. That war you've been in. That soul's been saying amen. That body's been wrestling. That spirit's been wrestling. But right now, you're on your feet. Right now, you're on your feet. And there's not one instrument being played. And there's not one song being sung. But the word in your soul has let you into the heavens. Come on, eagles. We're not a bunch of earthbound chickens. We're heavenbound eagles. What are you saying? I'm saying I propose to you that winter camp 2023 is not going to be an earthbound camp. It's not going to be a chatter, 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 chatter. It's going to be a heavenly place. It's going to be heavenly. So, but you know the good thing about it, Brother Murphy, I don't have to wait till Friday night. But right here, right now, eagles are being birthed under the atmosphere of the heavenly inspiration. It's the truth. I said it's the truth. You can put me on every YouTube page. You can ridicule, scandalize my name. You can shoot me, stomp me, stab me, beat me. I'll go down saying this message is the truth. If the first pull was right, and it was, then the second pull was right, and it was, then the third pull. Come on, church. If you're going to go beyond... I'm trying to quit. If you're going to go beyond the curtain of time, you're not going to do it in a horse and buggy carriage. You're not going to do it in an automobile. You're not going to do it in an airplane. You're going to have to get in the astronaut. I love these words. 62, 11, 25, countdown, Shreveport, Louisiana. Away with all this busted water jacket and ain't no fire in the, in the, in the engine and up with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Listen. I love to hear beyond the curtain of time, but you know what I really love is when he says, I went over there and I saw this, I saw that, I saw this, I saw that, and it is the rise of the sun, 1965, and before he walks off the scene, he leaves you with a more sure word of prophecy, and I saw all of you over there. I saw you. Come on, Brother Kurt. Anybody got a right to shout? You got a right to shout. Anybody got a right to dance? The Reverend said, beyond speaking in tongues, beyond just gifts of the Spirit, beyond just interpretations and visions and dancing and shouting, but into the place where the Word, the Holy Ghost itself, is pulsating out of the church. It's an astronaut faith. It's an astronaut power. And it's here in this room right now. It's here. Right now, let our musicians come. It's here right now. Your body. Your body is coming subject to that word. I said your body's coming subject to that word. I don't know. I've been. Y'all just forgive me. But I can't be preaching like this and not say this. I see our sister Ella sitting right back there. Just a few days ago, sister Ella, I sat in a hotel room watching your all's 50th anniversary meetings. And in those meetings, I believe it was that final service, Brother Michael carried you a microphone back there. And your testimony was, I will continue to confess. I will continue to confess what my soul believes until my flesh manifests it. I wrote that down right there. 
and put it in the fly leaf of my Bible. And I preach that all around. You know why? Because that's not a horse and buggy driver. That's not an automobile driver. That's not an airplane pilot. That's a spiritual astronaut that is brought beyond the realms of just this and that and the other. And she stepped into a realm with God alone to believe that if he said, I'm the Lord, that he of all thy diseases, I will confess that promise until my flesh manifested. Well, if it was good enough for Sister Ella, I believe it's good enough for every son and daughter of this Ephesians here tonight. It's time to quit saying poor pitiful me. It's time to start saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's time to start saying greater works than this shall ye do. It's time to start confessing. Confess the word. Confess it. Come on, Georgia, confess it. Come on, Hattie Rock, confess it. Come on, Congressman Upshaw, confess it. Come on, Rosella Griffin, confess it. Come on, church, confess it. Right now, the devil does not want you to break out into a confession, but that's what the Spirit is doing here. He's brooding over the congregation, and he's changing your confession. He's changing it right now from it can't happen till it's already done. He's changing your confession right now from chatter. Chatter, 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 chatter. Amen. Into heavenly places. Hallelujah. Devil, get out of here. Brother Bram said this. Green Valley, Grass Valley, not long ago, a few weeks ago, I spoke on the immorals of the church today. Don't tell me this word don't have effect over your flesh. Spoke on the immorals of the church today. And every bobbed-haired woman in the place stood up. And ministers stood up and cried out for mercy. Then, then God, the very next night, emptied every seat, every wheelchair, every cot, everything else, and made everybody perfectly whole. Brother, God's got conditions you've got to meet. See, you must meet those. And if you can't do the little earthly things, how will we ever get up here and have heavenly things taught to us? So let's keep it earthly until that part's over. Then we'll get up in the heavenlies. What are you saying? I'm saying there's a people right now in position to go in the heavenlies. Andrew, what are you saying? Brother Ben said people become so earthbound just like it was the only place. They become so earthbound just like this was the only place there was. But there's a heavenly world too. And it's all around us. We got eagles here tonight. He said prophets rising up in the heavenlies far above the earthbound chicken thought into the astronaut age. Brother Andrew, is it possible? Is it possible to break out of that realm spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Is it possible for my soul for my soul to move into the heavenlies? It's more than possible. You love him tonight. Amen. What are you getting at, preacher? I'm saying this. We've already resurrected, he says. Dynamics and the mechanics has gone to work quickness. And we're quickened up into the presence of God. 
where his spirit is. And now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And now we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ. Am I reading that right now? In Christ Jesus, sitting in there, that great seed that's already fired up, been raised from the seat, already been fired up, raised from the dead. We're a part of it. If you're a part of the bride, you are because the bride is a part of the groom. She'll do exactly what's predicted for her to do in this day. Are you ready for this? She won't be a Laodicea, not by no means a lukewarm, but she'll be on fire for God. She'll be moving in the spirit of God. You believe your soul can make your body come subject to that word? I heard a testimony one time, Brother Tom. There was a lady, she had had a stroke. She was, a, she was one of them praisers, just a real worshiper. You know, every service she went to. Brother Ken, just praise God, worship God, shout hallelujah, rejoice. Had a stroke. So what happened was the stroke hit her and it paralyzed her on one side. Slurred her speech. So the pastor heard about it and the pastor said, well, I'm going to go visit the sister in the hospital. He said, now this is going to be a real, this is going to be a real hard one. He said, it's going to be real hard. He said, because she's one of the best amen corners in the church. He said, now she's affected. He said, so as I started down the hallway, he said, that sister had just a certain sound about her. He said, as I'm walking down there to encourage her, he said, about halfway down, all of a sudden I heard, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, well, that's sister so-and-so. She's talking. He said, when I got to the door, I figured I was going to walk in there. She was sitting up, instantly healed, paralysis gone, walking around shouting. He said, when I walked in there, she was laying in the bed, one side of her body paralyzed with her other hand raised up to God, one side of her mouth slurred saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. He said, I went in there and he said, sister, what's wrong with you? She said, brother, she said, I had a stroke and she said that stroke left one side of me half dead. She said, but I got one side that still got life. She said, I've still got one side that's still got life. She said, so here's what I decided to do. I'll take the, the side that's got life and pull the other side that don't have life and make both sides praise God. In her body, she was paralyzed. In her spirit, she was low. But in her soul, there was a pulsation that Jesus Christ deserves all the praise. I don't know what way you might be in tonight. I don't know what condition you might be in. I don't know what you faced yesterday and what you're facing tomorrow. But I think it's high time right now to let that devil know Cloverdale Bible Way is still here. We're still believing the message. We're still preaching the promises. We're still taking the land of promise. We're still bringing our bodies subject to the word Regardless of the conditions Regardless of the symptoms Regardless of who hurt us I tell you what the prophet said Oh my, I'm catching a second wind He said break out in the heavenlies He said and up there can't nobody hurt your feelings Break out in the heavenlies And can't nobody hurt your feelings I think that's what we need to do We need to climb up brother Tim in the heavenlies Where can't nobody offend us You say how can they not offend us brother Ken Because we're too busy praising God. We're too busy believing the message. We're too busy confessing the promise of the word over our children, over our family, over our church. Come on, Cloverdale. Break out in the heavenlies. It's your position. It's your hour to go there. It's your season. It's your anointing. The lifting power has lifted you up above. 
all this pine squirrel chatter, 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 chatter. Come on, you know what a prophet said out there hunting in Colorado? He said there was an old pine squirrel looking at a little, looking at a big old eagle, looking at a big old eagle. You got that picture? Amen. Looking at a big old eagle. Don't put it up yet. Wait a second. Looking at a big old eagle. He said that little pine squirrel just started chatter, 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 chatter. He said I looked at that eagle and I had a gun. He said I could have taken. He said I could have got my gun and shot that eagle. He said but that eagle had a revelation. He said that eagle knew it was an eagle. I'm preaching to myself right now. He said that eagle knew it was an eagle. He said, and the eagle knew before I got a hold of my gun in that... and pulled the trigger he said he could take those two wings he could set him in the air he said and he could use his God-given way of escape intervale tape he could use his God-given way of escape amen to get out of that condition he said so that little pine squirrel was just down there chatter 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 y'all ever been there y'all ever been there where everything you hear is chatter 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 amen you're having a good day and then here comes some chatter 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 and and, and you're, you're, you're still a human. I'm trying to quit. Y'all are pulling. You're still a human, so that flesh is still worn there. You're still a spirit, and, it's, and it, it, it gets low, but you got a soul in there. And you know what? The other day, Brother Tom, I was there. I was hearing a lot of chatter, chatter, and a lot of this, that, and the other, and just really facing the dark, just a trial, just a rough day. And I'm driving down the road on my way to preach a meeting, amen, having a pity party in my truck, talking about how bad things are, and how am I going to make it? How am I going to overcome? How's this going to work? And I just happened to look over in the field while I was driving. And when I looked over in the field, this was sitting there looking at me. That was sitting there looking at me in a field. And Brother Tom, my flesh didn't feel like shouting. My spirit didn't feel like screaming. But there was a soul in there. When I saw that eagle, there was something in my soul said, that's who you are. And Cloverdale, I want to tell you tonight, amen, you're not an earthbound chicken. So quit listening to the chatter, chatter. But he said, she said, they said, just let all the chatter, chatter, chat, chat, chat right on. But in this week, spread your wings and let's go into heavenly places. Let's remember who we are. Let's remember what it's like for the Holy Spirit to pull through the building and lives be changed. Come on, eagles. It's your time to rejoice. It's your time to praise God. You're not a chicken. You're not a buzzard. You're an eagle. You're an eagle. God bless you tonight. How many eagles do I have here? Set your wings tonight. If you need a reminder who you are, go home and listen to Countdown. If you need another reminder who you are, go listen to the Jehovah Jireh series. If you need another reminder of who you are, go listen to the Restoration of the Bride Tree. And if you need another reminder, go listen to Seed is Not Air with the Shuck. Because every one of those tapes will tell you, you're in the age of the Holy Ghost itself. You're in the astronaut age. Word has become word. Won't you bow your hearts with us tonight? You're in the age. You're in the time, you're in the season where the body is having to come subject to the word. Quickening power. Quickening power. The same spirit that walked in a Roman or walked in a buried grave in Jerusalem walked in that grave and got into a body laying in a grave and caused it to raise up 
and walk out of that grave victorious. That same spirit is in this building tonight. Same spirit is moving through this building right now. How many can say, Lord, I want you to seal my soul. Lord, I want you to seal my soul with the Holy Ghost. I love to feel you, Lord. I love to sense you. But Lord, I want to be sealed in my soul. I want for a revelation of this message to seal my soul. That no matter what tomorrow holds, no matter what tomorrow brings, no matter what the doctor says, no matter what this person says or that person says, I can look in your word and in your word, my soul can bear witness with your word that I'm an eagle. Hallelujah. Oh, my hands up all over the building tonight. I'm an eagle. Maybe you, maybe you've been in this earthbound realm for a while and it's been a battle for you. You've been trying to get back up there in them heavenlies. You've been thinking, well, maybe if, the, maybe if I can just listen to enough tapes or read enough books or maybe if I can memorize enough quotes or attend enough services, I don't know what you might be trying to do to lift yourself there. But what if I told you tonight the way you get there is yield to the power that's already there. And it will literally pull you. It will literally draw you into heavenly places. Listen, I know every day, every hour, every week, there's always chatter. There's always chatter. There's always earthbound conditions and situations and circumstances and limitations. How many can say tonight, I want to be a soul Christian? I want to move beyond the realm of feelings. I, I want to move beyond the realm of sensations. I, I want to move beyond the realm of just gifts of the Spirit. I want the Holy Ghost itself. I want the person of the Word. I want the one who sent this message. Who vindicated this message. Who backs this message. I want him in my soul. Operating through my human flesh. Hallelujah. Oh my, his spirit's moving throughout the building right now. Heavenly Father, Lord, this is the first night of a, a youth camp week, Father. Satan has done everything he can to stop the move of God. He's done everything he can to, to numb down the expectations of the sons and daughters of this and other Ephesians. But Lord, you promised this time you promised. Lord, you promised this hour of adoption. Lord, you promised this fourth light. You promised this bright age. You promised that the Holy Ghost would move, would move us into this bright age. You promised us this astronaut faith, this astronaut power. Lord, you promised us this astronaut age, this astronaut anointing. Lord, I stand behind this pulpit tonight as your servant. And I only do one thing, and that's I remind you, Lord, of what you promised in this and other Ephesians. Lord, I've done everything within my human ability tonight 
Lord, to get myself out of the way that your spirit could come in this room and it could begin to brood over this people, Lord, by your word. Now, Father, we're not moved by emotions. We're not moved by sensations. We're moved by a message. Our direction is the message. Our focus is the message. Our vision is this message. Lord, you know, as I've just been studying over it, pondering it for several weeks now, sitting the other day listening to a tape and hear the prophet of God stand there and prove in his word, 1964, and say, this bride will become so much like Christ, the word. And he said, she'll go in the rapture. She will take the rapture by the word. Oh, God, as I sit there and begin to think about it, Lord, some morning between six and nine, we're not going to take the rapture by the way we feel. We're not going to take the rapture by the way things are going around us. Lord, the morning that we get up and go in the bathroom and stand before the mirror, begin to brush our teeth, begin to comb our hair, begin to wash our face, get enough water in our eyes to get the sleep out and kind of wake it up and look in the mirror. Hallelujah. And see a loved one standing behind us. Feel a cold sweat come through the building, Lord. Father, it may be a morning that we feel like we're not a son of God. We don't feel like we're victorious. We don't feel like an overcomer. We don't feel like we're anything in the economy of God. We feel like a nobody. We feel like a failure. And that may be, hallelujah, that may be the very morning we take the rapture. Because we're not going to take it by the way we feel. We're going to take it by the word. And the word said, I'll change your body in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The word said, the old shall become young. And this corruption shall put on incorruption. And this mortal shall put on immortality. And then shall be brought to pass the saying that death is swallowed up in victory. That's not going to be done by feeling. That's not going to be done by an emotion. That's going to be done by thus saith the word of God. Revealed by the seventh angel. Confirmed by the personal presence of Jesus Christ. Oh God. Make us a prisoner to this word. Make us a prisoner to this message. Lord, as I stand before this congregation tonight, I sit from the depths of my soul. I believe with all of my heart, there'll be people some morning that'll take a step out of time into eternity. And they never one time spoke in tongues. They never one time danced down the aisle. They never one time laid hands on a sick person. And they recovered. They never one time stood in the prayer line and cast out a devil. They never one time took a text and preached a sermon or sung a song. They never one time held a position in the church. But they found their place in this Ephesians. And they tied their life to this message. And day in and day out, up and down, in and out, troubles and trials, victories, battles. They kept this message as the anchor of the soul. And this message will lead that body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This message will bring this body subject to the word and will lead it to a change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make us a prisoner to this message. Make us a prisoner to what your prophet has said. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Oh, can you raise your hands to him tonight? Just raise your hands to him there in your seat, wherever you are. Just let him come into your soul and minister to you tonight. Just let him come in there and move you. Let him move you tonight. Let him move you up above the chatter chatter. Let him move you up above the feelings.
Let him move you up above sensations or emotions or let him move you into that place of reality where the word has preeminence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you tonight as our brother comes. How many got out of their bed tonight? 
How many got out of your bed of affliction? How many are Georgia Carters here? How many can say, I, 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 I got my deliverance tonight by the word of God. Samuel, you've been on my heart from the moment I saw you. This word is for you. Amen. I know those devils can play in your head, but we have a greater cause. Amen. Brother Gary, you stand there as a high priest of the home. What's your trouble? What's your trouble? The one that can trouble the troublemaker is greater. And he's here to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can even ask or think. What a beginning. God's been preparing us, service. You can see the services tying into services, tying into services. We're not jumping in. We're already in. I just say, oh, Holy Spirit, come on down. I, lo I love the quote, and I didn't know whether Brother uh, Andrew was going to mention it or not as he was preaching. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, but I will. Without a God of this evil age. He says, and we that have been at Calvary, we were with him. We went in the grave with him. We raised with him and in his resurrection. And now we have ascended by his spirit to the throne of grace, sitting in heavenly places always always that's where I've been sitting I don't know about you but I was so encouraged tonight we are heavenly places dwellers and young people I want you come expecting for these meetings I want to say tonight I love the word of the Lord God used brother Andrew in a special way and may the Lord continue to guide him into the very need that your soul is crying for because there's one that's already here to meet that need amen now we're on sunday the the camp is open can you imagine the camp is open brother west you can come to camp <laughs> on sunday and we're gonna have uh um we are having it available mike for everybody Yes, everybody's welcome and everybody is going, we're going to try and, and feed everyone. So if you can cross that border, I wouldn't miss a meeting like this for all the tea in China, as they say. Because I love the presence of the Lord and I love the word of God. If, if you're unable, unable to make it, and I wouldn't even know how many that is. Maybe I can just see you raise your hand if you're unable to cross the border. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, we would encourage you to stick to your computer. It will be streamed, right, Mike? It'll be streamed. And all the rest of us, by God's grace, will be there. Will you pray for us? Those that are behind will be thinking of you very much. Amen. We love you all. Do you enjoy the word of God tonight? Amen.
You know what? I just, you know, can I take a minute? I guess I can. <laughs> you know, when I first went hunting, I am not a, I'm not a hunter. And I, I was privileged to be able to go hunting with Brother Biscoe for close to 25 years. But the first time I ever went hunting, any branch that broke or any twig that snapped or any leaf that fell, I thought it was a grizzly bear. And so, you know, I thought I was getting braver every, every day. And I would go a little bit farther from camp every day. And one day I figured, hey, I'm doing this. I am a hunter. And then out of nowhere comes this chipmunk. Well, I jumped about five feet. And I had this gun and I could have blown it into wherever. And I realized I was afraid of chatter. I said, never again. No chatter is going to scare me no more. Because I don't have a gun. I've got the word of the Lord. And so let's just quit the chatter. Forget the chatter. And let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. Let's pray. We feel very privileged and honored, Lord, to rejoice in the goodness of the unveiling of this great word that you have given us. To have the caliber of that word, Lord, minister to our souls, how thankful I am. I pray, Lord, that you will use Brother Andrew Glover in a very special way at our camp. All that will make it possible, I pray a special anointing on each and every one. And those that are unable to be there, Lord, I know their hearts would love to be there. We just pray that you will be near them, speaking to them, dealing with them. And so, Father, as our hearts are now being turned towards the weekend, I pray, God, that you will equip the man of God, anoint him, and use him for our children, for they are our heritage. We have loved them. We have laid our lives down for them and will continue to be spent for them. So may they come with great expectation and may you meet every need. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ, go with each and every one. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you greet one another? God bless you. It's been glorious to be in the house of God this evening. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.